Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to A-Star of the Podcast. I am Abby Rowling, and today we have a very special honorary guest, Ben Haggerty. How are you, Ben? Yo, I am, I am great. I'm glad to be here. First episode, so it feels good to, to bless the presence of your show. I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful that you're here and bust as well that you're our first guest. Um, so let's just jump right into it. I wanted to know a little bit about your origin story. Like, where did you come from? And like, I guess just like walk us through a little journey of your life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the short version of it, I'm from Cedar Falls, Iowa, originally in Waterloo. And, uh, I went to Cedar Falls high school, university, Northern Iowa. Um, never really knew what I wanted to do. I was a musician and, uh, uh, I was into like skateboarding and snowboarding and that type of shit. So can I cuss? Sorry. Yes, that's fine. (laughs) All right. All right. So I was into a lot of that stuff going uh, through school and music was my heavy, heavy passion. I was always booking shows, playing shows, traveling, playing in our bands. We bought a van, would travel around the U S did all that stuff. And I ended up shooting a lot of the videos so that we'd have like marketing material for that type of shit. And, um, and I, I just found my passions, you know, through going to school, I went, there was an electronic media, uh, that was like the major that I had at UNI for a communications degree. I think it's turned into like digital media, which makes more sense now. Um, but I did, I did all of that because I was just like curious about film and, and I really wanted to know more about film to help, uh, elevate my music career. And th- so through that, like, I guess, I don't know, I eventually made the move to LA and, you know, there's more stories to it, but that's kind of like a, a nutshell, the beginning. Cool. Um, so it sounds like you were creative at a pretty young age. Like you knew, right off the bat that you wanted to do some sort of creative field, whether it was music or, and then eventually getting into film. Yeah. I think, um, my, you know, my dad and my mom got me a drum set when I was in like fifth grade, I think. Uh, and I don't remember why I think we heard the neighbor playing music and I thought it was cool. And, uh, so I got a drum set. I never learned how to play it for like a really long time. And later on, I think like when I started, listening to more music i was in like seventh eighth grade my friends were all making these little jam bands or like um you know just trying to be creative in music one person knew how to play guitar the other person knew how to play bass and so we started playing music together my parents were just really cool and let us use their basement for recording i can't imagine how annoying it would have been now thinking about how bad we were and just having to listen to that shit for hours on end every night right but you got to start somewhere yeah you got to start somewhere and so we were you know we did like we started bands and, and that grew into something like I found out about going to shows. Um, and I went to a show at the Cedar Falls rec center in the gymnasium. They had like this benefit concert and I'd never been to a show before, but it was like these hardcore kids that booked this benefit show. I can't even remember what they're raising money for five bucks to get in. And they had like 12 bands play and they just played there on the gym floor. And there was like 300 people there. And they were moshing and, and like jumping on each other and singing along to these songs. I never heard of it, but it was so exciting. And I remember that just like clicked something in my head, like community came with music. So I'm listening to this like radio music, but there's this underground music that has this deeper message. And I attached to that quickly. So I started going to every show you can put your hands on. Like I was there, we would drive all over 
Iowa to go to shows. We started going to Minnesota to go to shows. We drove to Chicago to go to shows. Like I was just obsessed. And then eventually I wanted to be, you know, make a, music a real thing. So we started making bands and then, um, I, I don't know. I just, I gravitated towards it. And then, and then having the camera to like kind of document it. Same with like snowboarding and skateboarding. I'd film myself all the time. I, I just found myself kind of hungry to like document documenting was like cool which makes total sense because now I, that's like kind of what I do for for a living yeah and so you mentioned that you eventually did move to LA what was your push to move there um I'd say the main push was uh you know at that point we were making music very seriously like I I would make video projects to pay the bills in Iowa but I didn't have like a production company or anything. I graduated college. All I wanted to do was music. And so we'd sit there and work on music all the time. And and we would go out to LA every once in a while for like little trips. And I had a taste of it. And I knew the possibilities were endless there versus what we had available to us in Iowa. And so we had so many conversations about moving there, but everyone's on their own path, right? And so the people I wanted to move there with uh, couldn't move there right then. And so I had to just kind of pull the trigger and go myself. I had one connection that a homie that let me sleep on his floor when I got out there. And, uh, I did sleep on that floor for like a good 16 months, um, on an air mattress. And, uh, yeah, so the rest is kind of history, but I just knew, I just knew there was more access to people that I, you know, could vibe with and also like opportunities that we needed that we were missing. And I would take it to the next level. For sure. Um, tons of connections out there in like the Hollywood area and such. So yeah. uh, when you moved, was it much of an adjustment? Because I mean, Iowa is way different than LA. Um, yeah. But at that point I had traveled so much, um, you know, like when we were in those like punk bands and shit, we bought like a 12 passenger van from like Des Moines, some swap meet in Des Moines. And we fitted it with like a whole little like back, like sleeping lodge. And we could put all our gear in the bottom and we'd travel the U S over and over again with our bands playing like basement shows. And so I had been to LA then and got to see the ocean. Like, I remember we like went to Santa Monica and I was just like, Holy shit. Like, I've, this is so cool. And I've seen this in entourage, the TV show. And like, you know what I mean? To like, you've heard about Hollywood. So we got to drive through there. I thought it was so cool. And um, I had made a few trips back. And, and so I, I had seen it. I never saw it at the level that I'm in it now, but I knew that it was there. Um, specifically, there was one trip before I moved where I came out and I, I linked with my friend, Andrew. Um, he, he was dating one of my best friends from Iowa and he was a music video director and, and was directing Chris Brown's documentary, uh, which I'll get to later, but he was directing a music video with Chris Brown and, um, seven streeter. And so he was like, yo, you want to come and just check it out. So he let me come to set and I got to see, I ended up shooting behind the scenes for that project, which is a story I've told many times, but I got to see what it was like to be on this massive high budget music video with like this superstar artist. And I was, I went, I left the next day and went back to Iowa and getting back to Iowa. I'm just like, damn, I was just there. I was just in it. Like, that's how close I got to it. And I believe I could do it again if I go back. So I switched you got my a whole piece, but you want the whole meal. Yeah. I, 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 I had to switch the whole mentality in Iowa to figure out how can I get out there? You know? So I started saving money and, trying to create my plan and, and putting my gear together so I can just go out there and just 
work really hard and, and live very frugally until I figured it out, you know? Yeah, of course. As many times as I've heard your story, I love hearing it every time. So it's like, it's a cool, I'm proud to tell the story. It's, it's like a wild, it's a wild journey and it's crazy to reflect on. I'm always happy to tell people about it because I think a lot of people think that this shit just comes overnight and it doesn't like, it was like a very like strenuous, long process for me to find any success out here. And I'm proud to be where I'm from and to, um, you know, be able to like find a, my path out here and, and to share that back with the people I'm from, you know what I mean? My community and shit. It's great to tell people like you this story. And if anyone's listening to this, like, I hope it inspires you to, to take the next steps forward and trust your path and trust your journey and, and go kill it, you know? Yeah. It does really hit home being from Iowa myself, born and raised and, just knowing there's so many opportunities out there. And if we just take our time, put in the work, follow our passions even, then it will actually lead to huge successes. And we just have to see the small things as successes too. So um, yeah, I really agree with you there. And I guess now I was just wondering like, so you moved to LA, like when did you like really feel like you made it? Like, was there a moment where it just clicked in your head? Like, maybe at first you weren't like, you're like, oh, is this really happening? Like, this isn't real. But then like you realize like, oh my gosh, I'm in this. I'm in the the fast paced LA culture. Um, it's a great question. I feel like there's so many micro moments where I'm always like, damn, I made it. Like there was one, there was like one story that I thought was really funny where we were, so, I mean, there yeah, every step I feel like I'm making it, right? Like every time like I got in there and I got to like get on and and edit I co-edited Chris Brown's documentary which like released all over the world. It did a Netflix release, it did a theater release. It was like this massive film and and I started out as an assistant on that film, then grew into the position of co-editing the film with my homie Andrew. Like we told that story. And um like that was a, a great moment, but what what was cool is I remember after we finished like the cut we finished the first cut. It changed multiple times since then. But then we finished the first cut and me and Andrew were like popping bottles in the back. We had like some champagne. We're just like, yes, we've been working on it for like a year. And we're like, we did it. And uh, and we were going to show Chris the next day. We went out home. We went back home and our friend worked at this this really prestigious like night nightclub hotel down the street. And he's like, yo, come through. I'll get you in and I got free drinks for you. We're like, oh, cool. So we go to this place, which I would never go to on a regular night. It's like very high-end celebrity you know beverly hills type shit and we go in and we're in there and we're walking to the bar and there's like our friend that's leading us in there stops and talks to this guy and he's talking to him for a minute and this guy's got like this raggedy old sweater on these torn up shoes and jeans and this massive beard and shit and i'm like i'm like yo anthony's talking to this guy he's taking forever me and andrew is kind of waiting because we don't want to go to the bar and buy our own drinks we want this dude to give it to us free right and so we're like waiting for him to hook it up and he's talking to this dude for a minute and i'm like kind of laughing like yo look at anthony anthony make friends with anyone like like this guy look at this guy like how did he even get in here like i don't know how i got in here i'm wearing like a hoodie and jeans i don't have nice clothes and shit i'm like how did this guy get in here looking like a bum like with his torn up sweater and i heard the conversation started because my friend saw his torn up sneakers and was like yo those are sick and the guy's like yeah man i bought like six of them as soon as i found them i'm like this is some la shit and then i found out as we we, we go over there he's like yo i want to introduce you to ben and andrew and we're like what's up and we're shaking the dude's hand 
And I'm looking at this man's hand, and I, like, tore his beard away, and I realized it was Donald Glover, who is oh, also no. known as Childish Gambino. And I is one of my like idols. Like, this dude is such yeah. a fucking legend when it comes to directing and music and just being an actor, and, like, he's a triple threat. But I had no idea it was him because he's been growing out his beard for his TV show Atlanta, and I'm a massive fan. And I'm, like, shaking his hand, realizing that. I'm like, man, for a second, I thought you were a homeless dude that got into this club, and then I realized who you were. Right. And I'm like, that that shit is like when you realize like how powerful LA is that you could just casually roll up on someone and become friends. And he was like, Oh yeah, I want to come watch the documentary and those super nice guy and all this shit. But like LA is, is that like you, you can turn around the corner and bump into someone that can, that influence you or can be a connection or could get you an opportunity. Uh, and, and that's, those stories are so funny because it's just such a small world out here, you know? Yeah. Like, never know who you're gonna bump into like I can't imagine especially it goes to show that like image doesn't really matter because LA is such a highly broadcasted city and we always think that kind of well from Iowa I my perspective is I see like it being as a clout place but even somebody as big as Childish Gambino can come in and just wear whatever he wanted have cool shoes yeah. be raggedy and I yeah think people will just let you in yeah. yeah, it's 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 like um, I always laughed at that because I'm like, I don't need anything. I just need to be able to create. And I like I'm from Iowa. Like, you know, my rent was like two hundred and sixty bucks in Cedar Falls during college. And and uh, and now my rent is not that out here. But like being here, you see all these people buy all this extra shit. And I was always like, that's so unnecessary. I just want to put my money into my gear, into my creative and really invest that way. And, and I've stuck to that for such a long time, but it's funny, like people like you, there's like, I was with someone and they were talking about cars and they were like, Oh, I'm going to get this car, like a regular car. And someone's like, yeah, but you are what you drive. And I heard him say that. I'm like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like you are what you drive. But then I'd be in meetings where we go meet with like high level executives who are, we're trying to convince you to give us hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, right. For projects. So you try to get them to invest in you. And if you show up at a meeting at like a, a bougie coffee shop or the, the, you know, exclusive member only clubs or whatever, and you're in like some, like my, my old car, I drove out here from Iowa and I show up to a meeting there in this like nice ass Lamborghini or something. Mm -hmm. Then they'll be like, wait, what? I thought you do this all the time. I thought we did give you, I thought people give you millions of dollars all the time. Like how are, how is your car still some like hunk of junk? You know what I mean? Like with yeah. Iowa plates on so it. So they, they, I guess what your images does play a role, but at the same time, just be yourself because that's yeah. the creativity is what's going to get you far anyways. Well, well, and the hack to that is just don't drive your car, just Uber, just take an Uber. Just take an Uber. <laughs> no one will see you drive up in the, the valet spot anyway. So that's and then you have a chauffeur and you don't even have to drive. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's an interesting spot. But I, I, I do think that there's like a progressiveness out here that, um, you know, there's certain people treated with respect. And there's a lot of people that are treated with disrespect. And those are the bottom feeders. And you have to figure out how to like navigate through that through that area. So when I got out here, it was like very much me trying to find my path and, and to make people respect my name. And um, it took a long time. It took a long time. And it took a lot of like doing work for free, doing jobs I didn't want to do uh and just committing to everything i could get my hands on and saying yes every single time um but that built my network and that built the opportunity for me to get in places i wasn't supposed to be and um it's it's really hard to i know the question was like when did i know i made it it's really hard to dial that in because there's so many mm -hmm. um, 
you would say it's like working with Beyonce, but there, I, I had made it so much earlier. There was like things that are not notably globally uh, respected that I did that to me, I, it helped me make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So through all of those projects, like when you worked with Scoob IQ, Beyonce and Jay-Z, the Homecoming documentary, um, was there any one of those projects specifically that were a huge challenge to you? Like maybe you wanted to quit and you were like, there was something that told you like, no, don't quit. Like what was your motivation to keep going and just realize that you did have the power in your hands to be able to finish the project? Um, I've, I've never felt like I wanted to quit. Um, there's just always feeling like you're feeling like, um, I mean, you can feel burnt out here, right? Like if you work so much and that's becomes your regular and you don't live a life, you don't have time, uh, for anything. Like there's times where I'm on tour and I'm on tour for like months and I'm not like haven't talked to my family and I love talking to my family. You know what I mean? And if you get, you get to this point where you're just kind of like tapped out because you've just been doing the same thing nonstop and you just, I'm working, I'm working. I can't, I can't do this or I can't go work out or I can't take care of myself enough to eat like a proper meal. You know what I mean? And, and that stuff really, really will fuck you up. And, and I think that it's important to try and build that as part of your regimen. Like you, you do deserve like a few moments. I know that this, it's like the culture to be, grind mode and flex that like, yo, team, no sleep and that whole thing. But like, that's ridiculous. Like if you, if you're doing that over and over again, you can't, you can't continue at that level for years. You know what I mean? You have to take like care of yourself. And so those are the things that I always really focus on now is like being there's, there's times where you have to go really hard. Uh, and you, you can do that. But like I, I, on average, I try to like just focus on taking care of myself and, and that helps me stay in the game longer. You know what I mean? So definitely just kind of a balance between work and life. And even though sometimes they do mesh together, just making sure to keep, give the time to yourself because especially all the hard work you're putting in, like you deserve a little bit of a break every once in a while. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think like, even now it's not like it's a lot, but like we just picked up surfing maybe like five, four months ago or something. So I saw that on your Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, about it. So we got some surfboards and started going and we've built like a little squad and there's just sometimes it's me and my partner, Dave, and we'll just hop up in the morning and just haul to the beach. And we try to do it. Leave like 5.45 a.m., go surf for an hour. It's a workout. You're jumping in the right now. It's cold as hell. The water's cold. But you jump in the water, you're out in the ocean, see a seal or a dolphin or some shit and then haul back to the office. And like it, it we do it on Wednesday. So it like resets my week. You know what I mean? And it just gives me like another boost just to like literally go live in nature for a second and then come back to Hollywood and just like crank out, you know, whatever the project is for the rest of the week. It's like just those little things that go a long way. How fun. That sounds so cool. Yeah. I could never surf, but I applaud you for doing so. <laughs> uh, you totally can. It's, it's nuts, but it's really fun. Alrighty. Well, to finish up here a little bit, I just wanted to know like maybe what's like a piece of advice or like your golden nugget that you would give to like your prodigy, somebody who really looks up to you, um, is inspired by not only the content you're creating, but just the lifestyle you're living in general. And, um, how could you, how could you express to somebody that it's possible or even just to work, to have the passion to go forward and just create? 
I mean, especially if you're from the area where you're from, Cedar Falls, um, like I'm in LA and I've got a chance to work with some legends and that alone, like the fact, like me sitting back and thinking of where I was then and just going to my homie's house in Waterloo and we'd be making music every night or sitting at Perkins and, and off university and just sitting there at like three in the morning eating pancakes and just like talking about like strategies and shit. That was always the goal. Like I always believed that I would get to this point. I didn't know it would be at this level, which is dope. Um, but I believed in myself. And I think that that's probably this, like the first step is like, if you don't believe that you really can do this and you're not willing to put in the time and the effort, uh, this is well over 10 years, like to get to where I am now to make you want to hit me up to be on your podcast. You know what I mean? Like it took a long time to do that. So, um, that's the first thing I would always say. Second thing I always tell people is, and this is why I did this is that you should tune into the black and cream podcast too, on top of this one, because Everyone asked me questions about how I did this or did that or gear or blah, blah, blah. And so I wanted to put that energy into the podcast and the community. And that's why I started Black No Cream. And it's a creative collective. It's a podcast for creators. And my goal is to like be able to talk to top level creatives and share their story, but like squeeze them for advice and tips on certain certain things that, that they've navigated in their path that, that may be completely different than mine. So um, in that we're able to not only hear my story, but you're able to hear hundreds of other creatives tell their story and, and really live in the business of creating. And, um, so people who really want to take it serious, it's like, yeah, I might not be able to be everyone's mentor, but I low key can be everyone's mentor through the podcast or my friends can be your mentor too. Every time I interview them, every time I interview them. So, so that's, I always recommend that. It's probably a trash answer though. Since I, No, it was so good. My heart just melted. So thank you for that. I'm, oh, I'm great. like, I'm a fangirl and I just am inspired by the entire just process of what you've done and how cool it is that you've been able to just start from small time Iowa. Like nobody knows where we're at and just to get your name out there and it makes me like just speechless. So thank you. No, that's, that's crazy. I mean, if it, if it were, if I were in Cedar Falls, we'd be in the, the same room trying to figure out how to get to this point. Right. So it's like, you're starting something now, which is impressive and that you should be proud of like creating a podcast, your boy doing videos and, and audio, like you building your circle is so key. Right. Like I had my circle. I still have that circle. Those people that I made music with, I'm still like, they're still my best friends. And like that. Speaking of team, I want you to meet my team quick. Yeah, let's do <laughs> if it. That's cool. Um, they've helped us out so much, uh, just in the past few weeks and they will, um, from now on, this is Colby. You guys can say hi, up, Mason and Mitch. And then there's Blake. a whole squad, a whole yeah. squad. Damn. I had no idea. I, I had no idea there was this many people in the room. Yeah. Well, they're in the other room. They just, room. they yeah. just wanted, just wanted to say hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now congrats y'all. And that's like what I'm saying is like, it's so key to be able to build, build your circle and stay connected and do pro any project you can get your hands on. Like maybe producing a podcast isn't what you want to do, but by doing that and putting your effort in it, you're going to learn some things. You're going to hear some things that are going to change the way you work. You know what I mean? Change the way that you move forward in your, your career path or your journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Nice meeting you. Yeah, yeah you guys too. Yes, of course. Um, I know I, I know I was putting pressure on you to to make it a quick show, but is there anything else you want to chat about? Because I got like five more minutes if you uh, want to do I anything else. I guess just like 
what I want to know is like how I can provide value to your life or to black with no cream. Hmm. Um, not, I mean, just getting all your creative friends involved. Like, like I told you, we're working on a new community, but we already have the Facebook group. Like literally anytime someone asks that question, I'm like, yo, just be a part of it. Like just be a part of it and act and like share, like sharing my favorite part about black window cream, the community side of it is like by sharing and same with the pot. It's all the same thing by sharing our journeys, right? You get to tap into a little bit of knowledge that you might not have been able to get from a book or that you might not have been able to get from school. And if you constantly stay focused on that shit, like we put out an episode every single week because every single week there's something new to learn. You know what I mean? Like yeah. why, if you're a creative, you never stop learning. You're always a student. Um, and so I think I would encourage any of your friends or anyone that you know, that's creative and your listeners, like tap into everything, not just my shit, like find anything that's remotely close. If he loves audio engineering, there's podcasts about it. So listen to all of them, like tap into everything you can take your notes, really study and be a student of the game, because that's how you're going to really excel. Like I've been, I don't know how many times we'll go to Barnes and Noble and Waterloo and sit there in their film section and just pull all the books and just sit there and I didn't want to buy them because I have money. So I just keep coming back and I read a couple pages or try to like skim for the shit I needed to, you know what I mean? Until mm-hmm. I could buy a book. Like I, you just have to really be willing to soak that shit up. And I still do the same thing today. Like uh, you just got to stay focused on that, but I, there's nothing that we need. Like we're, we're good. <laughs> we're just trying to like, you know, spread the good word and yeah. help people and shit. For sure. And I'll definitely share, share more because I haven't as much as I should. So yeah, <laughs> I'm on that. Appreciate it. That's it. All right. Well, thank you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I'm glad we got to do it. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, we'll send over the kind of like a rough draft of the podcast uh, before we make the final version. And uh, we have the cipher tonight. So that's kind of our focus. And then um, we'll send you over some music and some of that as well. Yeah, no worries. Just send uh, hit Darren with it. And, okay, yeah, Darren. Uh, He's cool. We'll trudge through it or whatever and just it'll be chilling. So All we're right. good. Okay, well Cool. Well good work on good work on starting your podcast. Proud of you. Thank Keep you. that up. And good Bye. luck with Bye. your documentary. I love the idea. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It should hopefully we'll see. I got a meeting at three o'clock to see if we're doing it or not. So we'll see. All right. Well, that's all for today. Thank you all for tuning in. Ben Haggerty, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Thank you, Ben. Bye-bye. Yep. Peace out. Have a good one. Later.